0: A lot of people have pressured us to just be so heavy and digital, but I work in wellness. And we know that those two things really don't match well, even though the information's not all out there and the data's not all there. We know by how we feel that we shouldn't really be digesting everything through a digital sense because that's not going to connect with our senses. And that's not something that feeds all of our emotions. And so it's like, how do I get information to people in paper, in a book? in a sense, that's actually going to meet them in their wellness plan and trigger that. So we're very conscious of those things. I can't keep bombarding you with things on social media. That's not helping your wellness.
1: You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Almost 30 started as a conversation about the transition from our 20s to our 30s. But then we realized
2: life is full of transitions
1: Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Happy Friday. Welcome back to Almost 30 Podcast. My name is Krista Williams. I'm sitting here with Lindsay Simsick my co-host. And we have a very special summer series that is happening right now that is... On its last on its last episode, I which know. I'm so sad about. It's been fun. It's been amazing. <laughs> and it is sponsored by Propel. And we were live at the Propel Co Labs Fitness Festival in Los Angeles this summer, which is the fourth year of one of the biggest fitness festivals out there. We've worked with them in New York and LA a few times, and we really love them. We love this event because it's a place where we all can learn, we all can grow, we can inspire and celebrate fitness and wellness together, which you know, the almost 30 brand is very much about.
2: Absolutely. And today we're so excited to bring you our conversation with the founders of Undo Magazine, Sophia Chang and Nai Vasha. And it was just so fun to sit with two other founders. Undo is a quarterly health and lifestyle magazine that celebrates and unites the trailblazing ideas and visions of both passionate artists and athletes alike, which is just such an interesting combination that you're not seeing in print magazines and they're just so thoughtful. It is both intellectually and visually stimulating and they are shedding light on, you know, issues and stories and people and brands that I necessarily have not So it's really exciting. And we talk about how they founded Undo, about their partnership, and just in general, what health and wellness truly means to them. So this conversation is about 30 minutes. It's packed with a lot of inspiration and realness as always. And we're excited to bring it to you. This is a series we are proud to partner with Propel on. So enjoy. And we are so excited about
1: this interview with these lovely ladies. We're here with Nai Vasha and Sophia Cheng. Um, they are of Undo Labs. It's a creative um, agency. They have a print magazine. They do events. They do consulting. And it is all about the holistic view of wellness that it is 360. It's not about the green juice. It's not about just working out. It's about your mental, spiritual, emotional well health, in addition to your relationships and your community and so much. So... It aligns with Almost 30 in a bunch of different ways. And we are excited to d- dig into conversation with them today. Let's welcome them to the welcome stage. On stage, ladies. <laughs> and you guys, as friends, business partners, we're so inspired by you. You know, us working together on our business. It's just been such a beautiful and learning process, especially as women. Um, how did you guys meet and what inspired you to start, start your business?
3: Um, how did we meet? We met during Hurricane Sandy in New York. Not in the middle of a love story. Uh, It it does sound like we just saw each other and and embraced each other from there. No, we met through mutual friends who were visiting from out of town that actually got stuck in New York during the hurricane. Um, And it was awesome. We had a photographer. We had a stylist friend. Um, We were kind of just internet friends at that time from my perspective. One of the stylists knew Vasha and we're like, hey, we're, we're stuck here. We can't really do anything. The power's out. Should we do a photo shoot? I've never done a photo shoot before. And they were like, yeah, let's just shoot. So uh, me and her modeled. This is like seven years ago. And that was kind of how we met and then found out about her amazing set of skills. So we're kind of like a yin and yang. I am more of the 2D. I come from a background of like illustration, graphic design, a bit of fashion, um, web design, print. And then she does
0: I do so many other things. I am a a Jill of many skills, but a lot of construction, building, video, photo, lighting. lighting, Set design. Yeah, a lot of um, hands-on work. So it was just great to have this um, relationship with somebody and to meet someone that was um, an overachiever like myself. And when I saw her drive a car in New York, I was like, I like her because (laughs) it's a hard task. And she was whipping a zip car like super fast. And I was like, There's something there in that girl. And then we just started working together, but it was definitely this understanding and then kind of projects started to roll in and understanding the dynamic of just how someone works and how eager they are to work. I'm a workaholic. She is as well. And it just kind of worked to keep going and keep moving. And here we are.
3: And what birthed undo to tie it all together is that we were both on our own fitness journeys because we're workaholics and when you love what you do, you end up powering yourself way more and push past your thresholds in many different ways. We were just talking about it earlier from, you know, missing sleep, to pumping in too much caffeine, forgetting to drink water, skipping meals, the whole nine. Uh, and that drove me to the gym because I realized my body was breaking down from just hovering over a computer, trying to meet deadlines. And going to the gym got me into eating better. So I was on this journey of learning how my body felt and how all these little changes and adjustments were were changing the way I work and my creativity. And I was also thinking, where is this dialogue in terms of my, my community, immediate community of creators from the fashion world and design world? And then when we met, she was on that
0: same tip as well, where she started doing marathons and and, and just running yeah. with the community. So we had met around the time when I had just got into running and connecting with the New York running community out there, which is so organic and lovely. Run crew stuff, but this is seven, eight years ago when no one was giving us any money to collectively run together or even gave a damn about that
3: this wouldn't have existed this propel thing
0: yeah a lot of a a a lot of opportunities were not there um (laughs) eight years ago as as far as group runs were concerned and so we were doing those super organically and just meeting up with people in our in our homes i remember i had a relay race that happened inside of my home or on the outside but it was teams that literally ran around a block 28 times in the snow but we were doing weird things like that and then it was just opportunity to kind of grow together, uh, meld together and create something that kind of spoke to her lifestyle of life of running and activity, my lifestyle of running and being insane. And here we are.
2: Yeah. I'm obsessed that you've found or this entity of Undo found you guys and you're able to channel all of the things that light you up, you know, oftentimes, and I'm sure some of us have felt this way where we're good at a lot of things or we're passionate about a lot of things, but we're kind of squeezed into one lane or into one box and we're unable to express those other things on a regular basis. So it's really inspiring to hear that you're able to really work all of those muscles on a regular basis. So how how does that translate into undo and how have you provided a space for other artists and athletes to really show all sides of themselves through this publication and everything that you do with Undo? It starts with working out.
0: It starts with caring about yourself. It starts with you. And I think that's really our attitude. If you're not doing the work, if you're not really invested in yourself, you won't be able to really understand all of these other things that happen in life. One of my favorite stories to tell is that like I love getting up and running a lesion park it's an eight mile run from like downtown when I was living there and for me to get up in the morning and to run to the top of that peak and come back down, like nothing can really mess with my day after that. And so it's just an understanding that like you're in control of a lot of the, the trials and and problems in your life. And you can, if you can handle something as simple as a run or a challenge that you set for yourself, every other challenge really shouldn't be that much to endure because you've done so much to, for your body. So I think that connection with other athletes, so many people understand that and they're looking for a place where they can tell those stories, especially with our connection to a lot of Olympians and Olympic athletes, as we've talked about before, where we're telling very um, authentic stories when it comes to sports and when it comes to just training and all of these things. We're kind of the voice for people who don't feel like they have a voice because they've been training for so long or they've been working out for so long and really doing the work and we're there to kind of help tell their story.
3: And we're also just nerds. Not just really, to be honest, we get we get really excited and geeked out about certain topics. Um, we're both obsessed with understanding circadian rhythms and nutrition just like the full science and impact of drinking water and what happens to your body when you wake up and drink two cups of water and how it actually wakes up all of your organs so that I can hit the desk and answer all the emails and make sure I'm hitting the ground running and doing the best I can professionally and creatively. Um, But before I can even dream that far and think about the longevity of my creative career, I have to understand this machine. Right. And so As we're learning all this stuff, where do we put this information? Insta Stories is 24 hours. Instagram is nine images. After you scroll, it's kind of gone. And then, of course, we have blogs, which is what started our print magazine, which we can actually pass out while we're talking now. We've been doing it for about six years. One that's going around is about addictions, prescriptions, and supplements. Another one's about sleep and restoration. And and the the whole point of the magazine is also to be um, thematic. And it's designed to be evergreen. So instead of being seasonal, it's really topic-based, and it's broken up into different verticals from you know nutrition, mental health, fitness, community, fashion. We kind of tie it all together. It's really just an extension of ourselves. And when we were living in New York, a big part of our lifestyle was like, you know, she wakes up, she runs fucking uh, ten miles, and then you know, I, I mean, I wake up much later. Uh, um, but we we have this like yin and yang balance where she'll wake up really early. I'm more of a Later shift afternoon person, riser. afternoon riser, <laughs> yes, afternoon riser. Um, But we had this lifestyle, which, you know, you guys have spent some time in New York where you're literally living out of your backpack. It's not like your car here. So we'll have to dress a certain way because we'll be running. We're going to the gym. You're sweating. You might be able to take a shower, go to Sephora, touch up your face. Um, then you got to go to meetings, have a lunch meeting, catch a coffee, um, and then have some more meetings, work a little bit, find somewhere where there's Wi-Fi before there was phone tethering um, and then go to the gym again, maybe because your friend finally wants to work out after years of, you know, getting her to go to the gym. And then you have to maybe catch up with some girlfriends and then go out dancing. What the hell am I going to wear? So that's where that really came from. And for a little bit, we were kind of really, even with our events and the content we were putting in the magazine, um, really showcasing people a way that you can really live this lifestyle. And it's really 360 and health and wellness wasn't like this Bucketed situation. It wasn't like athlete, and then you're a lawyer, and then you're a designer, or whatever. It's it's actually really fully 360. And as as the years have progressed more recently, that's become this very unified understanding, and that's why we're all here today, too.
1: Yeah, and I think that's as that is happening in health and wellness, and in this industry, it's beautiful because it's giving us permission to be more than one thing, too. You know, we can be a bitch sometimes and we can be really kind some times and you can be creative and you can be structured. There's just so many sides to all of us and it changes all the time. So I think as this happens within this industry, it also is an example of how we can interact in the world today. How else has the uh, fitness and wellness industry changed since you guys have started in it?
0: Yeah, accessibility is a big thing. Like I said, we used to meet up at my house um, and we would ask everyone for space and it was so hard to get space to meet up at. I think as far as us seeing the dynamic between influencer and athlete, that's a huge thing that we've been able to notice. Exclusivity and access and classism and all of these things that we pay attention to every day. Where, Where is fitness located? Especially in Los Angeles, it's on the West Side. It's in certain areas. I live on the East Side. She lives in Koreatown. It's not where we are. And so even telling those stories and realizing how we can get those people more active and so we've kind of grown in our purpose and mission to make sure that everyone can see this information and it's digestible to everyone, which is super important because maybe people aren't interested in an event like this because it may not seem like it's accessible to them. But how do we kind of get them into the groove to where they may want to be interested in this or they may want to connect with some of these artists? That's why it's so important to bring in like artists and musicians and kind of connect these stories to where you're meeting people where they are. And that's super important for how we're moving.
3: Yeah. And, you know, I mean, you look at me and Vasha, right? A big part, big, big reason why we also started Undo was that we weren't seeing the right type of representation when we started venturing into the health and wellness world, Um, whether it was diversity and accessibility of location. In New York, everything is pretty accessible. It's just kind of down the street. Here, I'll have to drive 30, 40 minutes over to the West side just to be able to catch a certain workout. And even when I'm in that workout, I don't see bodies that are similar to mine. um, And it's not in terms of athletically, um, but just more so, just color and diversity, and how can I get? This is such a great experience. You know, it changes your life. It, it opens so many doors. It's a ripple effect of I just started running, or I read, I picked up this book, or I wrote for a magazine, and that's actually happened with, with within our community where someone contributed to the magazine in some shape or form, and then you know they saw a Pilates studio that opened up down the street and kind of just took it's a, a ripple class. effect. It just keeps going. And then started and going, eating better, yeah. and then they started to tell their friends. And then it was this ripple effect that was very, very organic. And we love that. And I think I find that to be way more rewarding than any kind of dollar amount Um, and and to be able to see that lives are being changed and that consciousness is being developed. But, um, you know, a big part for us is to be able to include as much diversity as possible uh, within our publication and within a lot of the work that we do. And really what we aim to do is just build a platform, you know, to show people that, hey, this event exists, that these stories exist, that... Um, There can be like a 70-year-old vegan person.
0: um,
2: That's super ripped and sexy. athletic, who does weight. Who? Tell me. um,
0: (laughs) Next issue. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So even our next issue, we're working on aging because, again, those stories are important. And not just what I look like when I get older, but intergenerational connectivity and how that relates to our wellness. You know, we're in these tribes and these communities, but they're usually these silos of people who are the same age as us. And that's our WeWork. That's all of these working spaces. But what about the older generations that control $2.2 trillion in assets and we do not connect with them nor market to them or anything like that? So we think in those ways where how are we, how are we connecting to everyone? How can I get this information to my nephew who's 18 and doesn't want to play basketball anymore because he just went to college and he wants to do other stuff? It's like, how do I keep him in that mindset? Because now he, he can lose that right
3: now. It's down to our parents too. Yeah. It's like, how can we make this information accessible Because it's really not. It's not packaged in a way where it's accessible. So we're always trying to break these barriers and constantly trying to solve this problem every day
1: through design, simple things, you know? And I think too, it's nice to see you guys talk so much about mental health, you know, in your latest issue. That's been um, an interesting and refreshing trend for us on the podcast is in most of the conversations, we always hit on mental health, whether that's anxiety, depression, or overall mental health, just making sure that your internal dialogue is positive positive most of the time um can you guys talk a little bit more about you know your conversation around mental health in the magazine
3: you know it's really funny so we've been doing this for six years it comes out twice a year it's fully contribution-based as in we pay for it out of our pockets and every fucking issue the mental health section gets bigger and bigger and bigger Mm. and we start talking about social media more and more because it's very contribution-based so everyone in this room if you guys are interested in being a part of it hit us up ask us or bother kelly um it's all, it's all real stories, authentic stories from people we meet. Um, but yeah, a lot of people have been using the platform as a place to talk about things. Um, and definitely social media has this really hot topic. Mental health has been a growing growing section in all different angles. Um, but I think at the end of the day, fitness and wellness is becoming a huge trend. Mental health is this huge buzz, buzzword. But the fact that people are talking about it is huge. And we're so excited to be able to
0: offer up a platform where more stories can be shared. Um Yeah, Yeah. for me, I mean, it's so funny because there's a lot of conversation, but I think the best way to tackle it is silence. So it's great that we're talking about it, but I think a lot of times we're not quiet enough to really understand what's going on in our head and what's going on within ourselves and what's going on within our bodies. And so that's a special place to even tap in on and even just talking about it with other people and giving someone a chance to read something because maybe you don't want to digest things on the internet. That's a fast scroll. That's a dopamine trigger. That's something that's not really going to sit with you too long. So how can I get this information to you in a book, in some other way that you're looking for peace and tranquility? You know, like a lot of people have pressured us to just be so heavy and digital, but I work in wellness. And we know that those two things really don't match well, even though the information's not all out there and the data's not all there. We know by how we feel that we shouldn't really be digesting everything through a digital sense because that's not going to connect with our senses. And that's not something that feeds all of our emotions. And so it's like, how do I get information to people in paper, in a book, in a sense that's actually going to meet them in their wellness plan and trigger that? So we're very conscious of those things. I can't keep bombarding you with things on social media. That's not helping your wellness. Even just an offshoot
3: of that. So our fifth issue was themed five senses, right? So obviously all the stories kind of revolved around it was a very sensory experience And then when we did like the in-person activation version of it, we do um, launches for each issue of the magazine in LA and in New York because we have um, pretty large communities in both. Um, We did a five-day activation in New York where we made people run to where the actual event was. And every single day was a different sensory experience. So one that was all about sound, one that was all about um, taste. Um, And especially since we work in the professional field of, of production and consulting, we're also thinking, how can we make these um, experiences special? So it's not just a female DJ and there's Bosco Photo Booth and everyone looks cute and there's like some cute mixed drinks that have a certain theme and hashtags are everywhere. It's like what can we create for people? It's true. I think I've been. Guess there. what? We <laughs> are I've not done that We event. are not here Thank trying you. to make people. We don't want our pawns and our attendees to be uh, our attendees to be pawns in terms of this message. We want them to be individuals that experience a touch point with Undo, whether it's the magazine or, you know, our digital platform or our physical platform and meet the community and meet the people. And and they can then have that ripple effect within their workplace, within their families and so forth. And so it's it's much larger than a hashtag and an at sign because, you know, the internet might implode tomorrow or Instagram might implode tomorrow. What are we going to do?
2: We still got to survive. Amen. And, and, and with that, with those events like that, with your publication, you are always pushing the envelope and really taking risks. Have you both been risk takers your whole life or how have you really like, what was that first risk like? How did you take it? How did you feel? And how did you keep that momentum? I'm wild. So I'm a, I'm a real wild child. Um, so yeah, I
0: take risks and I like signing up for challenges. And I think that really fuels me is just to see a challenge and overcome it. Um, but the running for me, I, for, I had a Forrest Gump moment. I was not a runner. I was not an athlete. I just woke up one day and I was like, can I do that? And this was in New York. And I said, can I run across the Williamsburg Bridge? That was a six mile run for me. I did it. I kept doing it. And it was that commitment to myself and the consistency that I think a lot of people don't really stick, sit on. And that's the consistency is what makes it happen. And I kept going and just kept going. And then I ended up running a marathon a couple months later. And now I've done a lot and ultra marathons after that. And it's like, what's the new challenge? And what can I do with my physical self? And how can I push myself past my threshold? Because there's something on the other side of that. And tapping into that space is really fun for me. It's like, where's my fear? Okay, how can I get past that? And I like playing with fear a lot. Because um, why not? You know, you only have one life. Might as well get past all the things in your head that you think you can't do.
1: What about your, like, where do you think you got that from? You know, that ability to My family is very fear?
0: passive in life, in everything. And so I've always been the one that's like, I'm going to say it, I'm going to speak it, I'm going to do it right now. Um, and they hate that about me, but I love that about me. Um. And
3: that's actually what we're, we're pretty similar about too. In you know, like our adult years of working together and learning more about each other and our families and our backgrounds, and that's really why. Like my my family's a little bit more on the passive side, and I was always given rules and barriers and reasons why I can't all the time, whether it was because of gender or cultural, you know, just being Asian and having that background. It was always. Fences and barriers, and I was just like, I, I don't, I didn't want to see that. And I was always kind of sneaking and trying to figure out a way of how can I work around this? How can I solve that problem? So I don't know if it's necessarily risk taking, but I don't like rules. I don't like it when people tell me what to do. And I saw the uh, the, the dress code for today, and I was like, I'm going to break every single rule the best that I can. <laughs> no offense, yes. Propel.
0: I mean, not to again offend anyone else in here, but my attitude, especially when I do adventure races and runs, is rich white boy freedom because I think that I have that. Thank you. I think I have that even if I don't have that, but I like to be in the spaces to where I can even control that power too. You know, Especially as a woman and stepping into a lot of spaces with men, when I tell them how far I run or what I can do with my physical body, I then own the power in that moment. And a lot of women don't even understand that you can do that. You can shift that dynamic because then people are like, oh, well, how do you train and how do you eat? And it totally just changes how people receive you. Because based on my appearance, you may assume a lot of things. I'm up here in pajamas, damn near. So you can assume a lot of things about me. But then when we get to talking about what I do and what I care about, you have a totally different idea about who I am as a person. And so for me, it's super important just to be able to do these things so that you're never unsure of your power on this earth. I know I'm powerful because I can wake up and do these things at any time.
3: Yeah. And I think a, a big part of just us as people, as individuals, we love breaking stereotypes and we understand the stereotypes um, from just the environments that we've been in, in a professional space and just the, the places we've lived in. And we walk into the room and we want to be able to break those stereotypes. And in the same way, we want to build that platform in, in the same sense of, you know what? When we, when we hosted a Pilates class, we had a bunch of um, people from the music industry, some, some larger men who definitely didn't have Legree Pilates marketed to them and just put them all on machines. We called it Producers and Pilates. And it was yeah. the most experience, amazing experience for them. And they walked away and they were like, where has this been my whole life? And it's because it's not marketed to them. If you walk by bar, a bar studio, you look at the types of images and bodies that are on the outside. And it's not always inviting for someone who just had a baby and you know is recovering physically or for men who are trying to find, them, find themselves. Like I have so many friends in the strength training world who don't dedicate time to stretch because, and I'm like, go to yoga. It'll be really helpful. And it's like yoga is marketed for like the granola skinny girl. And she has like, you know, a pretty little ponytail and bars the same way. But there's so much that you can do. And and we really want to be able to break those barriers and change the dialogue and repackage and break those stereotypes that we oftentimes see.
2: You have a pretty, um, you know, helicopter view of, of the wellness world. What is... Um, worrying you and how would you like to incite change within that?
3: I personally get a little bit worried from just social media. I mean, that's not just wellness. I think it's just overall, right? It's the the day and age that we live in. Um, I, it's, I, I was talking to a friend recently who's a dentist for the Navy um, and trying to explain to him what like, propel fitness festival is and it's like it's like a music festival you know how like people pay to go listen to p- people perform and stuff but now people pay to go work out but it's great you know it's like we're sweating together we're
0: doing all of that I'll just take it enjoy. so some of the things I lost, it. I lost, it. I lost it. the light got really bright and I was like oh some of the things that I think what's I'm-
3: worrying me what's okay, worrying me this, this usually happens what's worrying me is so, so now you see our dynamic. What's worrying me is, is social media and what people are seeing. And these like, I was like, are there dentist influencers? And he's like, yeah. And he started showing me this stuff. And I think a lot of times for me, I love following accounts with like, be- like physical therapists or stretches or different workouts, you know, stuff that we see on our popular page. And it's kind of scary to see sometimes people with like a lot of followers, but they have bad form or they're actually not giving good advice or like nutritionist influencers or what we come across a lot, especially having... Uh, relationship with different olympians and people who've trained their whole lives Um, we see influencers for lack of better word but influencers who are leading runs and they clearly don't run and it's like do you it we're we're we're, we're, with larger brands are now chasing it, it pains her it pains her but we're now chasing metrics rather than real credentials and authenticity and that's where i'm worried but she'll she'll pick up from there
0: Yeah, that um, uh, with so many other things that we're worried about. um, I think rest is a huge thing. That's what our eighth issue is about is rest. When we talk to people and we do these community talks where we have a room like this, we make everyone sit in a circle together and we talk about real life things. We just did it last Wednesday at The Line. We'll be at The Line every month. If anyone wants to know, follow and do. Um, But yeah, and when we we have these group talks, we ask everyone what they need. And a lot of people say they need rest. And I think that's a a huge thing going to be the next wave of industry is how we rest and how we're taking time off because we're too accessible. Um, I think also what we're interested in, you know, there's so much information on the internet. We end up, you know, doing face apps and things and none of us know about the plants that grow outside in our homes. We are not invested in the things that we can get information about that could probably cure us. We don't know a lot of things about our world and about our environment, but we know a lot of things about celebrities. Those things scare me. And I'm just going to leave you
1: with that thought. I agree. Uh, For you guys as friends in business, what would you say to someone or one of the people in here, maybe two of them that want to start a business together? Like, how do you guys manage your workflow? How do you guys manage running a business together as workaholics, especially?
3: Well, we're both similar and we are both nerds in our own right. But well, we are obsessed with productivity. So you, I think you mentioned workflow or some buzzword that like struck struck a chord with me. But we're both really into productivity. So we're if you look underneath the hood in terms of our business, clearly we, we do a lot and we're also a lot as people. So how can we work collectively and have this place where our information is very organized? So we're always looking for new apps, whether it's an email client, that's what we're into this week. Um, um, different productivity apps to get organized and and I call it business hygiene because if you look underneath our hood our infrastructure is clean and polished and organized and seamless the people who work with us it drives them nuts Um, but when you start getting on that train and that flow those milliseconds that you save add up and you have that that peace of mind so when people are like so what are you working on these days I can just pull up my phone and read off the entire list
0: Um, Even how we communicate we like to keep our work conversation in one place and then our conversation as friends in another place. And memes. Yeah, and memes. And we do all of these things, you know, so that we can actually have a different relationship. I don't like to talk about work on text. We don't do that, you know, so that when she texts me about important things, I can read them and receive them in that way. And when it's work, it's in another channel. So we're really big on using all of the apps and all of the genius that's out there. There are people doing incredible work with applications, using all of that in order to help us run our business so that we're not stressed out. And we're not holding on to these like archaic ideas of what we could be doing within a business. And so that really helps us to be able to to be creative and think about new things and think about ways that we can kind of go into new territories and take over.
3: We're both, you know, obviously uh, very confrontational and aggressive as well, which is great because it doesn't leave much room for passive aggressiveness. So it's like if there's a problem, we talk about it. We're very forward with that. Um, And we also just started integrating like feedback sessions where we kind of have some time instead of always talking about our our business and the projects that are at hand. Let's talk about our internal workflow as two people or you know, within our team. That's been been great. And we're always just, at the end of the day, we're always just trying to add more slowly, but surely. What are different ways that we can just learn more so that we can work better? And that same attitude translates into kind of our, our
0: value in, in health and wellness. And we're each other's biggest cheerleaders. Like we're each other's managers in other ways. So she literally puts my face in emails and she'll be like, she's on her way here to this event. I'm going to pimp her out. Yeah. Yeah. She she pimps me out. Yeah. When I have meetings and talks and things like that, she'll send everyone on the program, my face and people go and find me. And they're like, someone emailed me, Sophia. Yeah. She said, you're going to be here. And I mean, it's the same thing. It's like hyping each other up. And I think that really builds into like our skill and talent and our worth because I know she's a badass. She knows I'm a badass. And when you can speak to that about your partner and who you work with, you're always going to be good.
2: Love that. Last question. I know community is super vital to this ever evolving puzzle that you are putting together. And so I'd love to know how people can get involved and just why it's so important to the growth and longevity of Undo.
0: Well, pull your phone out right now. So you don't forget we're Undo Ordinary on Instagram. There's an underscore afterwards. As the yellow icon. Um, we're also, um, we have a membership program too, so we can send you the magazine as it comes out. We offer a lot of discount codes and programs with that because we're really big on partnering with locals in the neighborhood and people that we know who are doing amazing things and then offering you access into those worlds. Um, we take contributions for the magazine. Oh, hi, Lynette. If you want to I mean, write. I know, I, I, know, I saw the Lynette white nail too. polish. Hi, Lynette. Um, who's? I mean, there's there's people in this room who contribute and who are a part of our family. And that's our biggest thing. It's not about what we're doing. It's about what you're doing and how we can help share that. So it's not really up to like, oh, what are you guys working on next? What are you working on next? How can we connect with you? How can we build bigger? Because it's about community as a whole. And so we're here for that reason. We're a hub. For all of this. So if you think you have something incredible and powerful you to know share, someone, or you know someone,
1: tell us, because that's what we're here for. Thank you Love so you. much. This was a blast. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Almost 30 Podcast live at Propel Collabs this summer in LA. We will see you on the next one. You can connect with us at almost30podcast.com and almost30podcast on Instagram.